Welcome to Awakened and Alive After 40, a weekly podcast about stepping outside of the box and into a life that is true to who you really are. We're your hosts, Dominique and Carrie, two 40-something-year-old friends and coaches who are on a journey to live the second half of our lives with greater flow and ease. Our passion is to guide and support our clients in becoming their most authentic and aligned selves. We love digging into a variety of topics and sharing some of our insights and perspectives through our coaching lenses. We both spent the first half of our lives trying to fit into a box only to realize we were burnt out and searching for a better way to do life. We are here to remind you that it's never too late to start living your best life. Let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome back, or if you're a first-time listener, welcome to Awakened and Alive After 40. I am Carrie, and today we have our second interview-style episode where we're going to get to know my co-host, Dominique. So I will be going through and asking her some questions about her life and just sort of getting to know her better and to hear her story about how she has gotten to the point where she is in her life as a 40-something-year-old woman and what led her here. So I'm super excited to chat with Dominique to get to know her a little bit better and to introduce her and her story to you. Hello, Dominique. Hello, Carrie. This is this is exciting. I uh, Yeah, it's very different being the interviewee. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it it truly feels like the roles feel completely different. Like, yeah, it's like a different kind of nervousness to be interviewing someone or to be knowing you have to answer questions. So I know I'm it, excited, even though I know like the majority of the questions, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? <laughs> right. Because we never know where our conversations are going to go <laughs> in general. <laughs> no, but this is exciting. This is fun. So. Just to get started, um, can you just tell us like about your story? Like what's the big picture of sort of your life and what led you to where you are now? Yeah, so I actually started working as a physical therapist assistant right out of school. So I went straight into college after graduating high school and took my prerequisites to get into a two-year program for physical therapy assisting. And this was in Florida. I am born and raised in South Florida, West Palm Beach area. And so I found a private university that specialized in nursing and physical therapy. And in 2004, I graduated as a licensed physical therapist assistant. So for what, like 18 years, holy cow, I say that now <laughs> for the past 18 years, I've worked in physical therapy. And even though I have my coaching business now, I still keep two days a week working in the clinic. So I'm still working as a therapist, but what really led me to desiring more out of my career path and just life in general is kind of similar to you, Carrie, experiencing burnout in the, the health field and how, unfortunately, a lot of the times it's about the numbers, like how many patients 
can you get in the door uh, so you can get reimbursed enough money for paying the rent and paying employees? And so it really, it wasn't quality life for myself. And it wasn't the quality of care that I believe my patients deserved because you're just juggling so much. And the burnout was just extreme. And so I was 37 when I decided I was tired of just complaining about the burnout, coming home in a miserable mood. My husband was always trying to cheer me up. And I just carried all of the baggage from work home with me. And I didn't know how to release it. I just couldn't let it go. And I just, I knew this was not what I wanted because not only did I deserve better, but my relationships did too. So I was 37. I knew I wanted to do something else, but I had one of those pesky limiting beliefs holding me back for a little while where I was like, you know what? There's no way I could do anything else because I only know physical therapy. There's no way I could start my own business because I don't know how to do that. And so similar to you, Carrie, because I know we've chatted about how you came to realize what you wanted to do. I started journaling. I started doing specifically morning pages and it was probably about a year, almost a year that I started every morning doing morning pages, just writing everything that came to mind trying to just work through all of the the limiting beliefs that were keeping me stuck. And yet I wasn't taking any action. But one day I was at work and working with a wonderful patient that I had been seeing for a while. And she was looking at me and she was like, you know what? I just have to say thank you so much for everything you've done. And it's not just the physical therapy side of it. It's actually mentally what you've done for me. And she is a psychiatrist and it just made me feel so warm inside when she recognized this, that I was offering her, not just the physical side of it, but the emotional support too. And she looked at me and she's like, you know what? You would be a wonderful life coach. And my jaw just dropped. And I looked at her and I was like, oh my God, seriously, like for the past year with my journaling, it has been drawing me to working with people at a deeper emotional level. And a life coach was something that I was really desiring, but denied myself because again, I was like, nah, there's no way I could do that. I don't know how to start my own business. And I went home that night and it's so awesome because I journaled about this and I was looking back at my journal the other day reading. I went home that night, hopped on the computer and started researching life coaching programs. And I signed up for a program that night. It was October 2nd. I even remember, (laughs) I even remember the date, 2019. I took the leap of faith. And I signed myself up to get certified as a life coach. That is an amazing story and such an important message out there for anyone who thinks it's too late for them to do something new or Mm -hmm. something that's in their heart. 
telling them or nagging at them like, oh, I really want to try this or it would be so cool to do this, but I'm too Mm -hmm. old. It's too late. That's 100% everything that went through my head. I was like, I'm 37. You know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. (laughs) It's such a shame in our society now that especially us as women feel that 37 is old. I know. I know. It really. Yeah. Now, when I think back about it, I was like, what was I thinking? But, you know, that's that is so much of, of course, what society deems is young or old or whatever it may be. But the beliefs that we carry throughout life. And I'm just I am so glad that I actually followed through with it too. And that was extremely scary for me. That was a big hurdle that I had to get over going from a place of having a very steady income. You knew every two weeks you were getting paid you know, a certain amount. And even though I still have that working just two days a week, you know, isn't that income that is actually for my survival now, but um, that was frightening thinking of not having that anymore, but my desire to actually live more freely, live more ease, the more ease and calm and have deeper relationships in life and connect with my husband again, you know, at a deeper level outweighed all of it for me. Cause ultimately I, I knew that was what was going to make the life that I wanted. So I, um, when I got that sign from my patient, I was like, okay, that's it. I, I have to take action right now. And I'm so, so glad that I followed through with it. I love that. Sometimes it just takes that little nudge from our own intuition or from the universe or from someone we trust. So for people listening, they might hear the term life coach and think, what exactly is that? I've heard of this kind of coach and that kind of coach. Can you tell us more about specifically what you sort of specialize in and why you chose to go in that direction? Yeah. So I, and I love explaining to people what a life coach is. And I know that the lines between, you know, life coach and therapist can sometimes be, you know, get skewed. And that is by far a major issue for sure. Uh, But when it comes to life coaches or life coaching, you're really working with someone on present moment and future. So you are helping them to build confidence and greater follow through within the goals that they are desiring to achieve. So you can maybe be in a place where you are feeling stuck, like you've done everything you could to make that forward momentum, but whether it be, you know, self-sabotage or your, your limiting beliefs or conditioning are holding you back. For example, like they did for me with the belief of not knowing what I'm doing. Sometimes it takes the proper support and the proper accountability 
to make those forward steps. So we are not diagnosing any conditions. We are not licensed professionals like therapists are. However, I do greatly believe that a life coach should at least be certified. Mm -hmm. There's so much more behind life coaching than what people understand. And a lot of it has to do with being, I like to call it human informed. Um, You probably hear it also as trauma informed in the life coaching space, in the trauma space. But when it comes down to it, for me, it's just being human informed, understanding how trauma affects each individual very differently. And trauma can, you have, you know, big traumas, little traumas, and it could simply be you not getting your needs met the way you actually desired at the time. And it can look like if uh, a child is crying about something happening and the caregiver is saying like, oh, come on, it's not that bad. It's, you know, stop crying about it. That right there can be very traumatizing. So trauma is not just physical. Actually, I feel the greatest impact on our well-being is the emotional trauma that we can often experience in life. And you know what? Every human being has it. It does not mean your caregiver or your parent or whomever was bad or did it wrong because we just do the best we can with the resources we have. And so I specialize in trauma-informed coaching or human-informed coaching where I look at the whole person, mind, body, soul. I greatly incorporate nervous system work because our nervous system is what creates our stories and beliefs and behaviors. And every single person out there is going to be limited in some way because of their nervous system. And that's why having the proper support is so important someone that you feel safe with, connected to, in order to make that forward movement. And even like when you hear about celebrities saying that they have life coaches, like this isn't for people that are just like, you know, bottom of the bucket or just can't do anything for themselves. It's successful people even have life coaches because a lot of the times the reason why they're successful is because they have the support of a coach. And they understand just how powerful that support is to have. And so they continue to work with their coach. Uh, I know Oprah is a huge believer in coaching, and she has spoken so much about it on her own podcast and show. But plenty of celebrities, even myself, I still have a coach. I'm constantly seeking support from a coach. And I also work with different mentors because there honestly is nothing like that kind of accountability and just having a space where you can be seen for who you are, not judged, not being shamed or blamed. It's a safe space to just be seen, heard, and feel a connection with another human being that just wants the best for you. I once heard something that really connected for me in describing sort of the difference between a life coach and a therapist. 
And I forget where I saw this. It was somewhere on social media. But the person was equating if you have a car and like it doesn't have its wheels or it has like really bad body damage and it's not drivable, that would be like you need a therapist. But you can also have a car that just needs an oil change and maybe get detailed and it's running fine. Like things are fine with how it works, but it could be a little, it could be improved in some way, whether it's aesthetics or, you know, changing the oil, like I said. And that would be like when you need a life coach is Mm -hmm. like you're not suffering from, you know, severe depression or something. You're functioning, Mm -hmm. but you just maybe feel stuck in one area of your life. Yep, absolutely. And and because with myself, I started my healing journey, which I believe is ultimately just a journey back to who you were born to be. So when you heal, when you hear the term healing journey, it's again, for me, just bringing yourself back to your authentic or your true self. And I started my journey when I was about 36 and I'm okay with sharing that I am a survivor of childhood sexual abuse and rape. And for about 36 years, almost of my life, I kept that a secret because for me, I felt safe if I didn't draw any attention to myself. And this is why understanding how trauma affects other individuals is so important because not everybody is going to respond the same way. And for each of us, our nervous system is going to create a certain story. My story was I am not safe if I am loving, if I'm curious, if I am talkative and outgoing and trusting, which were all of the characteristics of me prior. And so I became a totally different person because that's who I needed to be in order to stay safe. And that meant not saying anything, not talking or sharing. So when I started my business, my life coaching business, the first thing that I knew I had to do was to tell my parents about my past. And right away, I looked into getting a life coach because I could not do that by myself. I could not process, first off, coming to terms with everything and working through all of the anger and pain that I carried, but also the fear of disappointing my family, mostly my father. And he's the first one that I actually told because the individual uh, that was involved was close to my father. And so I had to work through a lot with my life coach for a few months before I actually was able to tell my family. But slowly, little by little, peeling away these layers of that shell that I created, this protective cocoon of mine, I have been able to come closer and closer to who that little girl was. And 
I had very few memories for the longest time because of the pain being too much. But now throughout my journey, and this is why I'm so passionate talking to individuals and not just, you know, individuals have who have gone through trauma such as sexual abuse or rape, but individuals that suffer from anxiety and depression because of their nervous system being so dysregulated from childhood or past. And if they've been working with a therapist, awesome, fantastic. You don't have to go with one or the other. You can work with a therapist and a life coach. I have clients that do that. And also, I think it's really important for a life coach to understand and recognize when a client is not appropriate for their services and really should be seeing a therapist or continuing to seek the support of a therapist. Wow. All of that was super powerful. Thank you for sharing. It's such an important part of your story and your journey and how you came to be where you're at at this point in your life. Yeah, it's and what's amazing to me still to this day is how much fear I had in me about speaking these words, about speaking my truth, how much shame I used to have and now how I I can just freely release it and not break down and not feel that anger and pain any longer, but also to be able to relate to other individuals and to, you know, be able to show like, hey, there is the potential. You know, it is hard. It is so incredibly hard to do the work, but the potential is endless once you continue to work through it and through it. And and I like to tell people, you know, healing journey has no end. There's no finish line. So if you're seeking, you know, some end to the healing process, then I would encourage you to look at it as in there is limitless potential for you to get better and better and better over the years. Just as I've been able to experience with myself, I have never felt more deeply connected to who I was born to be before the world told me who I needed to be. Yes, because ultimately we're, I believe we are all born with specific gifts and it is from our experiences and childhood most of the time that we then start to deny who we really are because we're seeking safety. And ultimately that's the role of our nervous system and what makes everything work is through the nervous system. And um, if, if safety is what it desires, then we're going to change who we are in order to feel more of that. So it's a it's a powerful process that continues to just get better and better over time. That's so great. Um, before we end, I would love to do sort of a quick fire round like you did with me because that was really fun. Um, I did want to ask you if do you know your Enneagram type? And if you do... Did you figure out for yourself or did you work with someone to help you figure it out? 
So I believe, and it's so funny you're asking this because I've thought I was like a few different ones. Totally <laughs> normal. Like, I'm confused. Yes. And then I remember you kind of explaining that. But I believe that I'm actually a nine. And you would be able to explain. Yeah, you'd be able to explain it way better than I would. Yeah. And I mean, a big belief in the mainstream Enneagram world, there are some people out there who don't necessarily agree with this or believe in it. But an overriding belief is that people generally know their own internal motivations better than anyone else. And so we can only really type ourselves. Now there are coaches out there who are really good at knowing just from conversations with people and understanding the system so well what type they are but just from like things you've said and what I know about you nine could make a lot of sense for you um Mm. I really like type nine but we'll probably end up doing some episodes way more in depth about this but we um we can talk more fascinating about your type what um podcast are you loving right now? So I have been loving the human design podcast. And I think that was the same one that you had mentioned too with um, Jenna Zoe, right? And I believe yeah. it is human design. It's yeah. like the first thing that pops up on my phone. I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> you can tell that we are friends and recommend podcasts to each other. <laughs> And we listen to a lot of the same ones. I know. I mean, there's tons that I'm really enjoying, but that one I'm like obsessed about like every week. What's on next? Yeah. And she and her co-host recently, or maybe it was a few episodes back, were actually talking about the Enneagram in their podcast. But I was like, oh, mm. I wish you would have an Enneagram coach on because some of the things they were saying, I was like, no, no, no. Right. And that's <laughs> what I just, I love like hearing from you just like, to gain that clarity on it is so powerful, which yes, I know is what we'll be touching on in a future episode too. Yes. Um, What do you like to do for fun or relaxation? I love yoga. I started doing yoga around the time I started my healing journey and it was just to bring greater presence and awareness within my body because I was so disconnected from my body. And now I will do a little bit of yoga every single day, but Wednesdays I go to a hot yin yoga class that I'm obsessed with. Mm, I love yoga too. That's with it. And for those of you that may not know what yin yoga is, yin yoga is to really lengthen the connective tissue. So you hold the poses for way longer than you normally would with other styles for like well over a minute. And it's just for relaxing into the poses. So it's, it's very soothing as well. Yeah. I I love yin yoga as well. I love all kinds of yoga. It taking yeah. care of the body and the mind through mm-hmm. yoga, like it covers both. It can relax mm. your mind, it relaxes your body. Absolutely. Like I love it so much so that I am thinking about getting certified. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna add that to the list of things that I'm You're gonna have the to whole do. toolbox. <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, what is your favorite thing to eat? 
So this is going to sound really weird. Maybe, maybe not. I have been obsessed with pickled asparagus. (laughs) It's almost like my answer of olives. We love pickled foods around here. I am like so obsessed. There's like this perfect like jar of pickled asparagus that I find in our grocery store. And I literally will like eat it as like a snack just before bed, or Mm -hmm. I will eat it in the morning before anything else. And my husband thinks it's so gross. He's not a fan of asparagus, but oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with it. I love pickled foods. Yeah, (laughs) me too. And it's good for you. Yeah. Good for the uh, digestive system. Um. And tell me, last question, where is one of the favorite places you've ever traveled to? Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. Um, I, because my husband and I are such like travel people, we've been really lucky to go to a lot of places. But for me, I think South Africa, that was on my bucket list. And primarily on my bucket list was to see an elephant in its natural environment and habitat. And that will always stand out in my mind, being able to see that. That is amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for letting us peek inside deeper into your life a little bit today. Yeah, I was very happy to do this. And I'm sure moving forward, we will continue to have great conversations where we will learn even more about each other. For sure. Absolutely. There's always more to dig for and learn. And so that's, that's the exciting thing. It is. So thank you for listening and we will chat again soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please consider sharing it with friends and or family. We'd be incredibly grateful if you rated and reviewed the podcast on your preferred listening platform as it really helps. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can connect with us through our websites or Instagram, which are all linked in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you. Our theme song was written by Michael Ahrens.